All right, back judge podcast. Tommy just hopped on and got the show on the road there. Big, big high intensity workout hit. You were hitting. I was high hitting, interval uh, training. Is yeah. that is that what it is? High interval training. Yep, high intensity. Don't forget the intensity. High There's intensity. Two eyes in there. Okay. Two eyes and hit. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I smell awful right now, but I'm sitting in my chair getting ready to do uh, do this podcast. So sacrifices, Drake. Lee, you're you're good. You ready to roll here? I'm, dude. I'm. I've been ready to roll. I'll have our listeners know Tommy's now going to be paying for the monthly subscription to SoundCloud. He just he's just now decided that it's a good time to start paying. Awesome. So let's all give a all of our listeners can give a little hat tip to Tommy for the six dollar month. Yeah, Tommy. Tip. Tommy now with a thirty three percent shareholder. Thirty three. Yes, it's an exciting time. Um, little, I, I, to, little, Lee has Lee has thirty three percent, and I keep my uh, extra one percent for the thirty four percent controlling stake. Exactly. Uh, a little stick tap for me, but Lee, you were Venmo requesting me for a while there. Was I not? Was that a different thing I was paying for? You never paid, bro. Look at Venmo. What's up? You paid me literally, I think, once in the history of me Venmo requesting you. I don't think that's true, but hey, we can. Uh, I know it's true. I'll send you. I'll send you the. Uh, I'll send you the screenshots. Send you the if screenshots. If you send me, if you send me. Give me a grace screenshot. Maybe it was twice, but I really think it was once. If you can send me more than two screenshots, I'll pay for your first month. <laughs> hey man, Lee's like Lee's like uh, Bavada. <laughs> Lee's like Bavada giving those uh, entry entry <laughs> free deposits. <laughs> we don't say that name. I'm uh, Foxbet. That's true. I'm yeah, giving Tommy um, the boost. We're um. We're going to hop off at 9.30. So yep. whatever, wherever wherever this uh, journey takes us, that's where it goes. Buccaneers at Bears, Thursday night football. Bucks are minus three and a half, and I'm all over that. I think the whole Fulsing, Trubisky, uh, it's been inept from the start with Pace and Nagy. Nagy is not as good of a coach as people give him credit for. Um, and uh, I'm all over the Bucks, even without uh, Godwin, even with Mike Evans injured, even with O.J. Howard out. I think Brady, uh, you know, finally last week, uh, kind of got this offense clicking with Byron Leftwich and Bruce Arians at the controls, and so uh, I'm rolling with the Bucks here plus the, minus three and a half money line. Take them, make money. Um, yeah, I, I probably like the Bucks. I'm not as in love with it as you are, Clep. I think that this is like classic. The Bears looked terrible with Foles last week. Everybody counts them out. Now they're at home on a short week. Uh, the Buccaneers, man. I mean, after that pick six, I'm sure everyone was. Saying, oh, yep, all the Buccaneers haters out there. There's plenty of them. Brady haters were all saying, oh, yeah, look at him. Brady throws another pick six. The Buccaneers are going to go eight and eight, you know, fill in the blank. Um, I, I think that, you know, that was a very resilient comeback by the Buccaneers. But, you know, I think the char- the Chargers kind of lost that game a little bit more than the Buccaneers won it. Um, not super convinced by the Buccaneers' ground game. Um, I think they got a solid defense, but I think the Bears probably have a better defense, honestly. So I think this could be a closer game than we think, but I will shout out Tommy <clears throat> getting that line at three, I think is a heck of a lot more valuable than the three and a half it's laying at right now, but it has come down from five and a half. So I think that's definitely something to uh, at least note the line movement. And I probably would stay away from this game. Um, if, you know, when it comes down to it, I think it'll be a close one. And I, overall, I think we're in for a good game on Thursday night. Yeah. Lee mentioned it. I, I bet this on uh, Friday just because I, um, saw that three and I thought it was going to move up and you know with the injuries it's kind of come back down to three and a half it opened at six on Monday um, but yeah I'm not too much to add to what you guys are saying I'm on the bucks as well I think they're going to win um, I think this is an under I know this has been the over season so far but 44 and a half I just the you know this bucks defense I think is a really good unit and uh, I kind of want to fade this uh, this Bears offensive attack I'm sure we'll get into the Colts later, who I think are statistically the best defense in the NFL right now. But um, they were able to hold the Bears to whatever it was, 13 points, or even if it was that. Um, and I think this Bucks unit is right up there, too, just on every level. And I think this is a game where – and then the Bears defense in their own right. So under 44.5, um, I like the under in this game, but I'm on the Bucks for the side as well. Lee, you were telling me pre-show that you're uh, kind of on the Panthers this week, visiting the Falcons plus two and a half, maybe even on the money line. Is that uh, is that is that true? Yeah, I mean, this is a classic spot where it's like, oh, the Falcons have to win this one, right? They've lost all these games. They're not that bad, right? They're not 0-4 bad. They're at home. They still have Matt Ryan. You know, you're hoping Julio is going to come back healthy. Showed a little bit of fight against the Packers, but man, 
I'm tired of down this Carolina group. They bankrupt me last week. We'll get into that with the Arizona game. Um, and, you know, I like them more than I let off. And Teddy Bridgewater is a really good quarterback, man. I would even go as far as to say I think he's better than Matt Ryan right now. So I think you're getting the better quarterback. I think Carolina's hungry, man. This is a team that's hungry for wins. I like what they're doing. I like what Matt Rule's got going there. It's a young defense, but they get after it. A lot of BJP pieces on that defense. And I'm just not... I'd rather lose with Carolina than lose with the Falcons right now. I think the Falcons are kind of a motionless team. Not big on Dan Quinn. Probably should have gotten canned earlier in the season, if not the end of last year. And I'm kind of just off the Falcons, bro. And I ultimately want to make the point that Matt Ryan just looks bad to me. Like, he just looks bad. That throw to Yeah, the throw to Ridley. Ridley, Yeah. yeah. And not even just that. Just like his mobility, his confidence, a lot of stuff. And I know Julio is out, but... Just not a lot to really be excited about in Atlanta. And boy, I would even go as far as to say this Falcons defense is worse than the Panthers defense. Like the, the defense is just absolutely dismal. I think Bridgewater is going to be efficient as a passer. They're going to move the football. And Carolina is going to advance to over 500 this week. Probably wouldn't play it because I think it's kind of a 50-50 game. But like I said earlier, much rather lose on the Panthers. I think they got a lot more in their corner um, going into Atlanta and the, the divisional game. Yeah, um, I'm not very uh, confident about taking the Falcons here, but I'll throw some cold water on both of you guys and, and take the Falcons. Um, the Falcons' offense, I think, was a little, uh, you know, obviously Julio went out against Green Bay, and then Jair Alexander was able to hold Calvin Ridley to a catchless performance, even though Matt Ryan, I mean, he beat uh, Jair really bad on a, a post corner, and, and Matt Ryan couldn't really get it to him. But um, I think... You know, the, the Panthers, i got to give it to them. I knew their offense was going to be um, scrappy, but I wasn't really expecting their defense to be this scrappy this quick, especially behind Derek Brown and Jeremy Chin. They both come in and made a pretty immediate impact, and a lot of their young players are playing well. But my biggest problem with this Panthers team has always been their cornerback room, and I just don't see anyone who's going to be able to stop um, that passing attack. I just think that's a clear advantage for the Falcons. And I still think, you know, the Panthers' offense, obviously a little, like a small, small downgrade without McCaffrey. Uh, this game probably, you know, if I'm not going to touch the over-under, it's at 55, but if I had to bet it, I definitely would take the over. I think both of these defenses are really porous, but I just kind of have to take the Falcons here just because I don't think, you know, 0-4, this is kind of Quinn coaching for his job, and this is a team that they're very well capable of beating, and I expect the offense to show up in a bounce-back performance. So I'll take the Falcons. The uh, Bengals are traveling to Baltimore, and I kind of like the Bengals at 12 and a half here. Uh, Lamar Jackson is a little banged up. He didn't practice today. Uh, he's He is expected to play on Sunday, though. The reason I like the Bengals, yeah, they're one and three, but they've been in every one, single two game. One, two, and one, played, baby. Or one, two, and one. Uh, yeah, excuse me. Um, they've been in every single game they've played so far. They were kind of in it against the Browns, maybe not as much, but you know they were definitely in the game against the Chargers. Tied the Eagles, won last week against the Jags. Yeah, I think the Ravens are definitely the best team they've played so far this year by far. But I think this Bengals team is at least a little bit feisty. Um, you know, they're doing it without A.J. Green really being productive at all. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd kind of carrying the load for them on offense along with Joe Burrow. So um, I, I like the Bengals to cover 12.5. I think that they're not, you know, it's kind of a team like, you know, obviously the Giants are able to, stick with the, the Rams in a big spread last week. But I just think I like the Bengals to at least have offensive firepower to, to stay in this one for a little bit. I'll take the Ravens to win, though. Yeah, Bengals are like America's new favorite underdog. Um, I'm taking the Ravens to roll here. I think this is a statement game. I'd lay the 12 and a half. Uh, I think this is, you know, like I said, a statement game for the top of the division against the bottom of the division. The Ravens reminding the Bengals that they're still a year away from really competing. Um, and I think this is a game where the Ravens, they, they know that they have to win. I'm confident that they can beat up on a lesser uh, opponent week after week. Uh, we saw it last week against Washington. I think this is kind of a similar spot. Bengals probably a little bit better, but with the divisional rivalry, the Ravens being at home, uh, I'll lay the 12.5. Ravens win comfortably. Yeah, I'm with Klepp here. Uh, I think the Bengals um, are a little a little feisty. I mean, I definitely don't think, uh, you know, obviously I think the Ravens are going to win, and I kind of think I would like the under here too at 51.5. I think both of these defenses, I mean, I, I've been talking about the Ravens' defense all year, but I think the Bengals' defense uh, is a little bit improved, and, you know, they're going to be able to limit, you know, this uh, Ravens' defense, defense a little bit. I mean, I kind of, you know, we saw last week with Washington. Um, obviously I think Cincinnati has more pop in their offense, but I think it's going to be kind of a similar, you know, 
30 to 17 type victory for the Ravens, that type of, uh, that type of game state. But still, I mean, that being said, I, I think that it's just a little too many points for my liking for the Bengals. So I would probably take them on the spread and, uh, the under is probably something that I'm um, more interested in, but Ravens, I think are going to roll again. This next game is an interesting one due to the recent news about Bill O'Brien. I mean, he was fired as head coach and GM of, and play caller of, of the Texans uh, the, earlier this week. And uh, Bill, Bill O'Brien's coffin was nailed shut when he got duped by Bob Quinn on draft day and was, was caught on the ESPN cameras freaking out about the Lions pulling out of some deal, they thought. So when you get, when you get duped by Quinn, uh, that's when you know it's uh, time to hang up the GM duties. Um, a weird sort of you know rumored team revolt against Bill O'Brien that even included like trainers and stuff that just like couldn't stand this guy. I don't really know what happened uh, there, but Bill O'Brien is out. Romeo Cornell is in as interim HC in Houston, and I like them to cover six and a half. Um, I know these AFC South games can get frisky, but you know I'm kind of banking on a little post Bill O'Brien juice per se. This team playing a little you know a little faster, a little looser, and just. Uh, Beating a, a Jacksonville defense that gives up like 30 points a game and 400 yards a game. Yeah, Clep, I'm with you here. Probably going to stay away just because of the matchup. You know, this is historically a game that never goes how people think it's going to go. But I'm absolutely on board. And who doesn't love Romeo Cornell, man? I mean, that guy's been around as long as we've been watching football. Very respectable figure. Um, so I think he's going to be a little bit of a morale boost. And I'm looking for this Texans offense to kind of have a coming out game where they play four quarters of good football against probably the worst defense in the NFL and put up 30-plus points. Um, Jaguars maybe could keep up on the scoreboard, but I don't see them keeping up for four four quarters through and through. So I'd lay the 6.5 with Houston. I think they're going to win. Yeah, I definitely think Houston's going to win. Not comfortable taking them minus 6.5, even though that's a pretty key number. Um, Houston has the worst rush defense in the NFL. Lee, your boy James Robinson, I'm expecting him to have a day. Loaded up on him in DFS. Um, kind of like the over in this game too. I think there's going to be a lot of points, but overall I'm, I'm on the Texans. I think, you know, the, the culmination of, of O'Brien being fired and, you know, them not being, being winless and losing a game where in Minnesota, against Minnesota last week where they were out of it for a little bit, but really came back and you can kind of make an argument probably should have won the game. But, um, in the end, they just really couldn't hold Dalvin cook. And I just don't think that the Jaguars have the offensive firepower to, you know, really take out this team. But I do think it's going to be a, a high-scoring game with Houston kind of in a get-right spot. So I'm on Houston as well. Is this Raiders-Chiefs game not listing stuff because of Pat's COVID situation? Or? Yeah, all the COVID. The Raiders had a couple tests. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the COVID situation is getting a little bit out of hand. But let's just pretend they're going to kick off at one. Then I'm going to say the Chiefs are going to win. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you with the Chiefs winning. Um, I don't, I've been a Raiders backer. I mean, they got a kind of a gauntlet of the schedule this past three weeks. Arguably, the three best teams in the AFC they're they're facing in three consecutive weeks. Um, I'm tempted to take the plus thirteen. I probably wouldn't do it with real money, but since uh, we're just on the show right now, I'd say I'll take the thirteen points with the Raiders. I think that they're poised to uh, stay close in this one. And the Chiefs, man, I mean, kind of. Uh, I think a Cam Newton-led Patriots team maybe would have. Uh, that would have been a, a, a much closer game in the fourth quarter. Uh, even already was kind of a close game somewhat. Um, don't think this Raiders team is <clears throat> necessarily the type of team that's going to be giving up five games through the season. But, you know, the Chiefs are always, always, you know, able to uh, to put up big points. And, you know, we'll see if the Raiders can keep up against a pretty solid Chiefs defense. So I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win. But if you're making me pick the spread, I'll take the 13 with the Raiders. Just kind of a lot of points. Yeah, Lee, it is a lot of points. I was just going to kind of see if we all wanted to guess the spread because I couldn't read through the, the X'd out uh, things. I was going to say I'd probably put this game at like 10.5, but the fact that it's at 13 kind of leans me to the Raiders. Um, you know, but that being said, I, there's not much more to say. Um, if it is 13, I would lean Raiders, but I wouldn't touch it, uh, you know, with anything just because I don't, don't really want to bet against the Chiefs. And, you know, ultimately I think the Chiefs are going to win this game and, and continue to roll on. For what it's worth, two car 0-6 at Arrowhead. So Oof. Load up on that money line, maybe. Um, Arizona Cardinals visiting the Jets. Did the Cardinals fly back to Zona from Carolina? And then I'm assuming that's probably what they're doing. Yep, it's a good another, question. Uh, another far East Coast trip uh, for them. But 
I mean, I think that you can't really say at this point, uh, after the losses to the Lions and the Panthers, that the Cardinals are like a threat in the NFC or, you know, contenders. But I think you can say they are good enough to beat the Jets by seven. I mean, the Jets gave up like 37 points, was it, to, to Brett Rippon? Yeah. And the, and the Broncos on Thursday Night Football. I think the team is, is kind of just defeated. Joe Flacco is playing, and I don't think that's going to uh, – it's probably worse than Darnold, honestly even though Darnold hasn't played exactly uh, up to uh, what they would have hoped for uh, this season in New York. So I'll, I'll take the Cardinals minus seven here. Um, I, I like them to bounce back a little bit. Their passing game needs to get a lot better and more efficient, um, and they kind of need to clean some stuff up on defense. But I think the Jets are just bad enough that they'll kind of lay down. Yeah, the Cardinals better win this game by seven. I'll take them minus the seven and, you know, they proved to all of us last week that they uh, aren't quite as good as at least I thought they were. Um, they, they look tight on offense. They look like they're kind of scared to, I don't know, maybe if it's the interceptions with Kyler. or um, And I will say, man, I mean, Kyler, there have been some throws where this is a guy who I consider one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, there were some throws where he just missed, missed some throws. There were some drops. Um just some amateur moves by this offense, but like you said, Clep, not too much more to say. I think the Jets are arguably the worst team in the NFL. Um, I think the Cardinals, this is a perfect opportunity for them to get right back above 500, stay in the hunt, and, uh, you know, get right on offense, get gain some confidence going into uh, the next, you know, I think they play Monday night against the Cowboys next week. So a couple, couple tough games coming up. This is a good spot for them to, uh, to kind of take this one home. Yeah, I completely agree with you guys. Um, Clep, your point about Ripien and what the Broncos' offense was able to do against the Jets' defense last week completely holds. And then, you know, Lee, and you summed up the Cardinals well. And I want to see them. I was talking to Lee about it. I was been texting them. They need to be more aggressive, man. Like, Kyler was 24 for 31 last week for 135 yards and three touchdowns. Obviously, that's efficient in the red zone, but... I want to see them try and stretch the field a little bit more with Isabella and really, you know, I think you can attack. A lot of teams aren't really built for that. Um, I don't know if that's something that Kingsbury doesn't really want to do, but I think that really... Stretch the field with Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> Isabella is your, your fourth best receiver, man. Larry Fitzgerald uh, doesn't stretch in any field, man. Come on. Kirk, yeah, Ke- well, Kirk's I mean, a good get point, the but... man, Get the man some targets for crying out loud. I mean, get the guy involved. He's, he's still playing for a reason. Yeah, I mean, that's not, yeah, Kirk and Isabella, you got two, four, three guys. Like, I'm just talking more from, from speed and a lot of teams. I think that's in, for Kyler's uh, skill set, him being able to extend plays with his legs and have those guys deeper down the field, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, d- doing that improvisational type type stuff. I think this offense can be a little bit more uh, exciting. So that's my little Cardinals rant, but I'm, I'm with you guys. Then minus seven and, uh, yeah. And their defense step up against a, a bad Jets offense. Like their defense needs a needs a confidence booster too. So that's it for me. The Eagles Eagles are traveling to Pittsburgh. It's the old Steagles game. Where uh, it's the battle of PA, Downingtown, right snap, smack dab in the middle there. Um, this line's pretty big. Uh, I mean, the Steelers have a good defense. They're coming off a, a week layoff due to the Titans COVID situation. Um, I personally, I told Lee before the show, I kind of like the over here at 44 and a half. Uh, I know the Steelers have a tough defense, but I kind of like Ertz to, to maybe have a good game. Fant played well against the Steelers. Um, and I just think the Steelers offense can, can come in and, and put up a couple points being, uh, being fresh in the Eagles defense is good, not great, um, especially kind of struggle covering from that linebacker position. Um, so I, I don't know. I kind of I kind of like the over here if I had to uh, pick – on the spread, I think I'd go with the Steelers minus seven, but that's that's kind of a big number for you know an Eagles team that has some momentum coming into this one. Yeah, man, um, boy, the Steelers are so disciplined. They got the week off. I probably would lean to them minus seven, but this Eagles team proved to us last week why you know you can never really count them out. I mean, even last year, they seemed more down and out after that Miami loss, even later in the season than they did early in the season this year. Um, and I, I switched my pick to the Eagles last minute and pick them. It was a fade Nick Mullins moment. It, I, I felt very justified after the game. It was it was a great night, um, and I was happy to see the Eagles. Man, I, it's always fun when they stay involved in the NFC West. I mean, say what you want about them, say what you want about Wentz and the lack of weapons or the bad offensive line. At the end of the day, this is absolutely a top two team in that division without without a doubt. So 
I don't want to see them fall behind too far. So seeing them win was, was kind of nice, saying that conversation. Keep the Cowboys uh, in check. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm picking the Steelers to win. But I like this one to be a close one in fourth quarter battle in uh, Pittsburgh, blue-collar game. Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't touch the spread at all. I mean, I'm probably with Clef. If I, Clef, if I had to lay something, I'd lay with the Eagles just because um, I think they do have a nice little bit of momentum right now. But I still am skeptical of this Eagles team. Uh, it was a nice win for them against San Francisco, but um, obviously, like Lee said, the Nick Mullins fade spot. Uh, he kind of did not perform at the same level that he did against the Giants defense, which is which is awful. Um, but and you know, going to Pittsburgh, you should expect with Connor Rollin and, and Roethlisberger playing. You know solid football, uh, that this offense is going to be able to attack an Eagles defense, which I think has been, uh, you know, kind of underratedly bad, or at least a lot worse than I kind of was expecting going into the year. And then the Steelers defense obviously is still a really good unit. Um, and, and once, you know, the Steelers, their whole thing last year was turnovers. And once has been probably the most turnover worthy prone quarterback, uh, in the league so far. I mean, obviously he looked a lot better against San Francisco, but uh, I'm gonna roll with the Steelers to pick, but and and Klepp, I like where your head's at with the uh, with the over. I think that's a little low. Um, I could see these teams both putting up uh, some points. You know, the Eagles getting some garbage time points down, trying to uh, catch up. So I like your play with the over, and I'm gonna I would probably lean Eagles on the spread, but take the Steelers. Yeah, that's also somewhat of like a trends pick. I mean, it's like overs are hitting at about 60% this year, so uh, just just kind of like it, kind of on that side of, of history as well. Uh, the Rams are traveling to the football team. Kyle Allen making the start here uh, for for Washington. Um, Rams, yeah, traveling across the uh, coast. But after kind of probably overlooking the Giants, I think McVay and, and company are going to not underestimate uh, Washington. And I think they, they beat them by more than seven. I don't know. Like, Lee and I were talking about this earlier. Not super confident in a ton of these lines kind of almost staying away from, from this board in general. But um, I'll just kind of stick with – I'd rather lose it on the Rams if Washington and Kyle Allen just kind of break out. But I'd be pretty pissed at myself if the Rams are winning by like 13 and I was with Washington on my card. Yeah, I'm with you, Clep. Um I will say, as unpopular as it may sound, um, the, 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 the football team scares me a bit more with Kyle Allen than with Dwayne Haskins, just based off the fact that I think Kyle Allen will turn the ball over less um, and just make less negative plays. He doesn't throw as pretty of a ball, and you know he's probably not as great of a pure passer. But I think he's a better athlete. I think he's probably... He's got, I think, a little bit more experience, and uh, you know um, I just think he's a little bit better, to be quite honest. So... Um, that's the only reason why I'm not super confident in the Rams minus the seven, but at the same time, I'm still fairly confident that the Rams are going to take care of business in Washington. I think Washington is, uh, you know, although they, they might have a stingy defense, I still think they lack the offensive weaponry um, and the secondary to really compete with this Rams team, and I think the Rams are going to run away with this one and win it by two scores. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Not a lot to add. Um I think the Rams are in a nice bounce back spot. I, I would take them minus seven, would take them in the first half. I don't know if it, I think it's minus four or minus three and a half. I'm not sure what it is, but either of those I think would be a nice play in the first half. And, uh, you know, as a guy who, who kind of liked Dwayne Haskins as a potential game manager, um, obviously his play has been pretty bad, but I think that his, him getting benched says something a little bit even more about his intangibles and his attitude, the fact that he got benched after, you know, Obviously, it's a new regime in there with Rivera, and he didn't draft him and doesn't have allegiances to him. But definitely seems like he's a guy who you know is is in a you know crossroads of his career already so far, which is a little little surprising. Didn't really hear of any attitude issues or anything like that when he was at Ohio State on my end. So a little uh, confusing to me. And then also really pumped to check out uh, Terry McLaurin versus Jalen Ramsey. Um, I think that'll be a. I'm assuming Ramsey is going to cover him all day, and I think that's going to be an awesome matchup. Um, two of the more premier talents at their respective position. Yeah, Tommy, you don't have to fall on that sword alone. I was a, I was a Haskins guy kind of as well yeah. with that uh, draft class of quarterbacks. So I've um, definitely been a little uh, disappointed by his play so far. I just thought he'd be a smarter guy. I don't know. I mean, it's, cool. it's been a difficult situation, two different regimes early on in his career, but he hasn't done anything that really like pops off the no. tape where you're like, wow, that was a great and, play. He's a first-round talent. And the fact that they, you know, they won against Philly and he's already getting benched, you know, going into week 
five. Yeah. It's like there's got to be some. There's got to be a little bit more there, you know, than just him playing poorly. So he's unathletic as heck, too. No, that's that's true. Uh, the Dolphins are traveling out to the 49ers, getting into these four o'clock games. No spread currently. I'd assume that's because of the uncertainty with the uh, 49ers quarterback situation, whether it'll be Mullins, Bethard, or Jimmy G. Jimmy G was limited in practice today, I think. I would maybe assume that he's able to go. Um, but at the same time, too, maybe if you're Kyle Shannon, you think that with Bethard you can beat a, a Dolphins team that's still playing uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, even though their defense can be stingy at times. I mean, Kittle came back from injury and was just an animal. Yeah. Had, uh, caught 15 passes of his 15 targets, 180 yards, a touchdown. I mean, they're feeding him. Ayuk uh, had an unbelievably athletic play on the end around. He's still not totally... Um, you know, as immersed in the offense, but Shanahan definitely, you know, puts an emphasis on getting him the ball uh, in certain situations in the game. I mean, that that hurdle was just ridiculous. Uh, kind of just shows you his athletic ability, and you know, if he can put it together with some, you know, f- fundamental play, maybe expanding his route tree a little bit, and just getting you know a guy like Shanahan on his side, he definitely could be an explosive player here um, with Debo getting in, back into the swing of things as well. So I'll, I'll take the Niners. You know, even if I can't imagine that this spread would be, I don't know, I'd probably like eight eight points. Do you think if if Jimmy gonna, G? Yeah, I was gonna say seven and a half, but yeah, yeah. you're probably right, right around there. So, I mean, I I would pick the Niners even if it was Beathard or, or Jimmy G on the spread, as long as it wasn't like over, you know, nine and a half. Yeah, I'm with I'm with uh, both you guys. I think I mean I think the Niners are gonna crush them. I think this is a great spot for the Niners to bounce back a little bit. Disappointed performance last week. Um, a lot of people were really high on Nick Mullins as this guy who's like, oh, consummate backup stud. He, he's not. He Beathard is just as good, if not better. I'm. I was. I'm that kinda, Nick Mullins throw was like beyond. Not, dude. Yeah. The first like, two uh, throw. The first two throws of the game. It's like awful, awful, awful yeah, overthrows to wide open receivers. Yeah. The interceptions. Like kind of beyond anything. I've everything. It's just like I don't know. Right when the media starts to really get hot on a guy is like when they start to play bad. <laughs> and I feel like that was kind of the case with Mullins. I mean, the guy was lights out against the Giants and then turns around and just absolutely lays an egg against the Eagles. Um, so, yeah, I think this is a spot where Beathard, Garoppolo, I have a hard time seeing Mullins start. So either one of those guys starts. I think the Niners are just going to Run the football. Their linebackers and D-line are still pretty good. Going to get after it. I have trouble seeing Miami matriculate the ball down the field. Um, you're going to get some some plays from Fitzpatrick, you know, as usual. I don't think it's going to be a blowout necessarily. But I can see the Niners running away with it late. Um, and I, I think this is a great opportunity for them. You know, same record as the Cardinals, 2-2. Two and two. Um, Tough, tough division. Got to win these games, especially at home. So regardless of who starts at quarterback, I think the Niners are going to win this one. Yeah, I definitely think the Niners are going to win, too. Really interesting to see what the spread is going to be when it does come out, you know, depending on who the quarterback is. Um, I would probably lean Dolphins if it's over 7, or even at 7, I probably wouldn't play it. But anything over 7, I think. Um, I think this 49ers... Debo back, too, and healthy. Sorry, Tommy. Well, yeah, and Debo played a little bit um, against the Eagles, but he's just going to continue to get worked in more and more, and you kind of saw... I mean, I think he was on the field for, like, 33% of his, the snaps um, in that game anyway, and he's going to... To continue to getting you know integrated back on the the lineup and then you know quick point on Ayuk just because I was I was a big Ayuk guy man he was hurtling you can go back and check some of that ASU tape he was he was all about the hurdle man I, I got I got mixed feelings about the hurdle because you know you see a guy like um, was it Gasecki or someone someone got it right right in the groin um, or maybe it was Goddard I don't know these tight ends are always trying to hurdle but a guy like Ayuk he's an explosive athlete and Seems to pull it off. He had a forty-inch vertical. Exactly, man. He, yeah. Well, I'm saying Ayuk is the uh, he's the exception. He's the exception to the rule. Oh, okay. Gotcha, um, gotcha. I am a little intrigued at this under, man. I think maybe I'm being a contrarian. I think a lot of these uh, totals are getting steamed up uh, as they should because of you know, like Clep mentioned, with sixty percent. I think it's even more than sixty. It's like sixty-three, sixty-five of these overs hitting. Um, especially if I mean, even Garoppolo in doesn't really change it too much for me. I think the Dolphins' defense is a little stingy, and I think the 49ers' defense, obviously, I don't think it is what it was last year, but it's still a good unit overall. Um, and I expect this to kind of be, you know, a little bit, could be a potential a little bit of a taffy pull. A pull. Um, just a lean, though. So I'm going to pick the Niners, but a big spread, I would probably lean Dolphins, and this, this under is intriguing me. Let's go to, I mean, this is honestly one of the most intriguing games of the week to me. 
Uh, Colts and Browns, two three and one teams, and also I mean teams that, at least for the Colts, you know you're not too impressed with the teams that they've played against. It's been Jacksonville. Um, they played against the Bears. They played against uh, who, Vikings. Uh, Vikings. Um, who was the other team they played against? I'm blanking on Jets. That. Jets, yeah, and the, I mean, the, and the Browns got you know decapitated by the Ravens week one, but then they've beaten the Bengals, they've beaten the football team, and then they beat the Cowboys. Um, you know, because the Cowboys defense is horrible, but it, but it wasn't like the Browns played a, a stellar game on defense either. They kind of almost blew the game in the end, if not for a Herculean effort from OBJ to kind of seal that one away. So I think it'll just be an interesting. I, I, I'm interested to see if Philip Rivers, who hasn't exactly been lighting it up um for for the colts can put up points against this browns defense which is underwhelming and then i'm interested to see how the browns offense which has been very very good since playing the ravens i mean they've scored 35 34 and 49 goes up against the colts who statistically are the best defense in the nfl so far so it's it's going to be a very very interesting game i'm kind of just staying away from it betting wise I'm going to lean Colts because they seem to be the more proven commodity just with the coaching staff and with with the defensive players that they have, but still not completely buying into what they have going on on offense. Uh, where are you guys feeling with this game? Are you kind of as lost as I am? Give me the Colts. You're not in Kansas anymore, Baker Mayfield. You're not playing against the bottom three just pitiful, disgusting Cowboys defense. That is, The effort is, is terrible. The play is terrible. There's no, no one. It just seems like they're – you may as well throw Dak Prescott and Zeke out there on defense. Like It's just like the offense just carries that Cowboys team. I feel bad, honestly. I never thought I'd say I feel bad for Dak and Zeke, but I do. I mean, the defense is just so disgustingly bad. Um, I think the Chubb injury probably hurts the Browns a little bit less than uh, it would have you know, in the past just because Kareem Hunt is such a great running back. Um, I think they're going to be able to move the football. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means, but this Colts defense, man, I think they get after it. I think this is a hungry Colts team. I think they're kind of finding themselves a little bit. The Browns, you know, impressive, but at the same time, they beat the football team, they beat the Bengals, and they beat the Cowboys in that game last week where you're getting into a friggin' 7-on-7 game with the Cowboys, um, and your defense is just better than theirs straight up. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Colts. I don't know how confident I would be to lay the 2.5. I probably am fairly confident considering the fact that it's under 3. Um, but, I, yeah, I like the Colts to kind of control the pace of this game. And, uh, you know, the Browns defense, still not that great. So um, I, I'm looking for a kind of a big game out of Jonathan Taylor. He's been playing well, don't get me wrong, but I'm looking for him to kind of assert why he, uh, you know, there was a lot of hype around him. And he was my number one running back. So I'd, I'd like to see him kind of have a breakout game, maybe get a touchdown or two and, and, and flirt with 100 yards on the ground. Yeah, I feel like I'm back in that AFC uh, that AFC North preview because after um, I was kind of the the Browns apologist or at least making the 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 case for them to be a little squirrely this year, that's that's kind of coming true. I think kind of what I saw with this team really just Stefanski being a clear upgrade over um, Freddie Kitchens. Uh, I think is so. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm on the Browns right now. Um, I'm on the Browns for this game. Uh, I kind of want to fade the Colts' defense. I think they're probably better than I gave them credit for, but they are not the best defense in the NFL. They're not a top-five defense in the NFL. Uh, the Browns' offensive line, all of a sudden, I think they have one of the better units um, in the NFL. has kind of come around. This guy, Wyatt Teller, um, having a breakout year, being one of the better guards in the in the NFL. Got a big matchup this week against DeForest Buckner. Uh, and I think the, the Browns' offense is humming. Obviously, losing Nick Chubb is going to is going to suck, but I think Kareem Hunt, I think he can be a bell cow guy. I think he can take over, you know, be more in that traditional one-headed role with whoever they have, Hilliard or whatever behind them, you know, uh, doing his, his normal thing. So I lean Browns, you know, plus two and a half. Probably would just take them on the money line with that line unless it's going to get pushed over three or at to three. But another line, I'm going to go the opposite way. I like the over. I don't know why this is at 46. I guess it's because of the Colts' defense. I guess their implied score is quick math, 20, 20, 21, or uh, I'm not even going to try and do that anymore. But I think, I think, I think that the, I think the Browns are going to put up a, uh, points on the Colts' defense, and I think that the Colts are going to be able to do the same thing to the Browns' uh, defense as well. Like you guys both mentioned, the Browns' defense is a little underwhelming. Obviously, I think the Cowboys have a pretty darn elite, elite offense, and then on the other hand, 
the Browns' offense probably isn't as good as they looked against the Cowboys' defense, which argue, might be the worst defense in the NFL. We'll get into them next. Um, so I'm, I'm really like the over in this game. I think there's going to be some points scored. Uh, and, and I'm leaning Browns. I'm definitely going to be picking them and pick them. Um, and, you know, this, I think this is the game of the week, unless I'm missing something. Yeah, Tommy, what was that uh, ECT subscore with math? Because first, first time out for Tudelo, I popped an 18, was able to get would... it up to a 24 after some tutoring, but it was not good for me either. So. First time out, I was a 19, finished at 21. Yeah. So I didn't have, I there mean, we go. look at you, Clep. You went up six points, 18 to 24. That's insane. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, what is it? 20, it's not 24, 21. It's, uh, you know, 20, 20, I don't know. You know, something like that. Twenty. I think it's like twenty three and a half to twenty one and a half, or something like that. Twenty four and a half to twenty two. Something. We're all not math guys. All right. Let's uh, let's let's rip through these last three here. The Giants visiting the Cowboys, and this has to be the come to Jesus moment week for Daniel Jones. If he's ever going to get it right, it's going to have to be against this Cowboys defense. Uh, he hasn't thrown a touchdown in three weeks. Uh, one interception in three straight weeks. Uh, three fumbles in three straight weeks. Um, it's not looking good right now for Daniel Jones. Just really uh, inconsistent. Jason Garrett revenge game, maybe. Uh, Mike McCarthy, his uh, his coaching, his first quarter has not gone too well. I mean, the Cowboys should be 0-4 along with the Giants. So um, I think, you know, maybe 10 is, is a lot, but the Cowboys offense just has been so good and the Giants defense has been so bad and Daniel Jones has been so inconsistent that I'm just. I would have to go Cowboys minus ten, but I'm not kind of getting anywhere this near, anywhere near this NFC East dumpster fire kind of. Yeah, Daniel Jones sucks. Um, he probably should. We took that lick draft night. Yeah, I took that lick draft night. Happy to do it, man. I'll take that yeah. lick. I was right. And Gettleman out, out. Get him out. Get that. Get that elf looking man out of the Giants front office. Um, Sure, I'll take the ten. I'm not gonna. I wouldn't put real money on it because you're betting on the Giants, which is just probably a bad thing to do. Lee, the Cowboys, whoa, 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 dude. Sorry to interrupt you. The Giants actually are three and one against the spread this this year. Little known fact. Oh, really? Maybe yeah. I'm I'm just I'm just salty because I picked them in in pick them the the week they played the 49ers because I thought that was a because I was on the fade Nick Mullins train <laughs> on the wrong week. Um, yeah. but yeah. Uh, Sure, I'll take the 10 with the Giants. Um, I think they could be frisky. Man, I've been waiting for the Giants to beat the Cowboys for like three years now, so I'm just praying that it can happen. It'd be so awesome to watch. Um, I despise this Cowboys team, everything about them. Um, Yeah, I think they're so paper tiger, not even a tiger. They're like a paper lamb because they're one and three. And how great would it be for the Giants to win and, and take the division lead on the Cowboys after how bad they've looked all year? Yeah, that would. I'm 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 going off now, but... Yeah, I'll pick the Cowboys because, you know, I still their defense is awful, but their offense is live, and, you know, this is a game they, they have to win. They have to win this game. Um, so I'll take the Cowboys. I don't have the stones to take the Giants straight up, but uh, I'll take the 10 with the Giants, and neither of these teams are making the playoffs. <laughs> Wouldn't it be the double whammy for me if the Giants beat the Cowboys and, and they had the same amount of wins as the as the uh, the football team? That's what got that would be great. That would that's what got them back in back. It's gonna in come the, down to those two games, dude. That's what it, that's what brought Lee back to to God. Well, any game that isn't a win against each other between the football team and the Giants is just you know like it's monumental. Huge. It's monumental. Huge. Monumental. Um, I mean everything you guys said about both of these teams, you know, I, I agree with the Cowboys defense. Um, Clep, I know you weren't a huge Trist, huge Tristan Hill guy, but you saw the the athleticism, the the potential, and that was their you know they didn't they had they didn't have their first round pick because of Amari, and you were telling me hey you know Tristan Hill he's got some upside and he's been absolutely awful in every single game he um, he's just I think he's been the worst player on the on the worst defense in the NFL so I I'd like to, for him to you know do something but that's probably not going to happen um, Jalen Smith has been really bad I mean this overall this Cowboys defense Daryl Worley. Easily, yeah, Daryl Worley. I mean, that's the cornerback you could beat in a one-on-one, Tommy. <laughs> I think the list is. I think the list might be a little deeper than that, but that will. We, that's a yeah. separate. That's a separate. That's a separate conversation. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys are right. I'm not touching this line. Tommy four six Murray. <laughs> four nine. Four nine. Four nine. Four nine seven. Four nine seven. Four nine Murray. seven. Um, Rosen speed boy. I got Rosen speed, but I'm quick, baby. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, if I had to take something, I probably would take the Cowboys because I want to see, and I'm, I mean, I'm kind of into this under for whatever reason, because I want to see the John, I mean, the Cowboys defense 
Like, if the Giants put up 28 points on this team, you know, is there? there's no hope. There's just no hope for them. Um, and I know the, the Giants have some nice, nice offensive weapons, and I think that Jones is even, at least his highs are higher than a guy like Haskins. It's just that he kind of has a Jameis-esque, you know, volatility, even worse, just with the turnover. So, you know you're going to be able to get turnovers out of Daniel Jones. I'm expecting maybe a little bit of a bounce-back game from this this Cowboys, uh, this Cowboys defense. And then, obviously, on offense... Uh, if the Cowboys don't turn the ball over, they're a lock for, for 30 points easily. I don't know what their team total is, um, but I would take it if it's... I don't know, man. Captain Blake Martinez. Your boy Blake is Martinez he... is just getting exposed week after Zeke. week, man. Dude, are you kidding me? I'm not. He got a shout-out last week against the Rams. They played a, they played a complete game on defense against they, the Rams. and he they, was. They were talking about his diet. They were, he, took, he got the blood test. Man, come on. They were, come on now. Don't talk. Don't talk like down about Captain Martinez. Blood bank. I'm with Blake Martinez. <laughs> huh? Uh, like me at the blood bank in Q's. I'm with Blake Martinez getting my yeah. getting my <laughs> level like check. <laughs> the uh, I'm looking at it says 33 and a half is the total for the Cowboys. I I would take that. Um, that's probably where I would attack. Uh, you know the Cowboys Under. offense is going to put up put up numbers. Not much more to add. We can move on. But you you guys said it all. If the Cowboys they, yeah. they need to win this game and you know the Eagles won now well, so. The pressure's on them. Last last note on Tristan Hill for me, and I mean, I was I liked him, you know, coming out of the draft as a guy who could maybe put it all together once he got to the NFL. There was some issues with him at UCF with like the coaching staff and stuff. Yep. I think I remember. Yep, you're right. But then the Cowboys kind of took him in like the second round, and that was a little bit of a head scratcher for for how high they selected him. So Throw unfortunately, that's not there. panning out. No doubt. Uh, uh, the Vikings are visiting the Seahawks. Vikings got a big win uh, last week to kind of keep their season alive, but they're still very concerning to me. Uh, I like the Seahawks minus seven. Man, but it's it's. I mean, it's not easy. I just. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd rather just stick with with. Wilson. It's such. A, it's so clearly the safer move to take the Seahawks yeah. minus seven. But I'll juice the Vikings up a little bit here, just because it's a full touchdown and. Uh, and you know they're the Vikings are kind of in desperation mode a little bit. Like they need to play this one close. I wouldn't even think about picking them straight up. I think Seattle's going to take care of business. I mean, in prime time in Seattle, I don't care if there's no fans. We they played a heck of a game last year. Um, but yeah, I, I like Seattle, Russ in prime time. Um, I don't think these DBs can contain Lockett and, and DK uh, in the the vertical pass offense that the Seahawks have. Um, and ultimately, I'm hoping that this will be a close game because it's prime time. Like I said, I'll take the Vikings plus seven just because you know a little bit of uh, faith in it being a close game there. And but at the end of the day, man, I I think that you know I got a lot of confidence the Seahawks are going to win this game. Yeah, um, definitely staying away from the spread. The Seahawks probably are the safer move, but I think you know the Seahawks defense has been has been porous, and I mean the Vikings defense is awful as well. And Lee, I completely agree with you. I mean the totals at fifty-seven and a half for a reason. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Um, maybe a little bit of a bounce back spot for the Seahawks defense. But hey, the Vikings. I mean Dalvin Cook has been awesome this year, and my man Justin Jefferson is is looking awesome so far. And you got Thielen, Thielen too, dude. Thielen's been lights out. No, Thielen's yeah. They they got you got two really good receivers there, um, and and you got Dalvin. So I think this is going to be a really fun fun matchup. It- Justin Jefferson was kind of what was missing at least the first two weeks of the season with offense. I well, think they were hurting with Stephon Diggs gone, but he's had two huge weeks back-to-back. So it's yeah. been good to see that because I was a fan of his uh, coming out of the draft. And I was, I mean, not obviously giving up on him after two weeks, but it was disappointing not to see him, you know, be productive. And so Well, Lee, men- um, Lee mentioned in the preseason about B.C. Johnson being the number two receiver. And that, I think, just had to be a result of the playbook. Like, there's no way that Justin Jefferson's yeah. a complete stud. Like, and it's, it's good to see him finally breaking out. Um, definitely not touching this game. I'm going to pick the Seahawks. If I had to bet the spread, I'd probably take the Vikings just because of the points. Um, but I'm just more excited to watch this game and, and watch you know these two offenses go at it. Hey, I mean, the Vikings are uh, 1-0 since uh, Zimmer's Maxim girlfriend made her return to Instagram. So Facts. Keep that keep that in your minds if you're on the fence. Uh, Zimmer last... also a uh, 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 99th percentile bow shooter. You mean Joe Rogan? You talking about Joe Rogan, or are you talking no, about Mike Zimmer? Zimmer? I bet Zimmer can outrip Joe Rogan oh, on the I'm, bow any day. Oh, I'm sure. Um, the Chargers visiting the Saints. Um, been a little humbling to see uh, Justin Herbert going out there and making some plays. Uh, I was kind of off on him in the draft process just due to his inconsistencies. Obviously, the talent was there, but 
Um, didn't love him coming out of Oregon. Kind of reminded me of a yoked-up Trubisky, just with the drive-to-drive inconsistencies. And so far, he's been put it, been able to put it all together. Uh, we'll see what happens when he goes up against the uh, Saints here, who keep getting injured. Um, but obviously, a, a big game kind of for the Saints to bounce back, especially for Breeze. I mean, obviously, he's going up against the Lions, who are on by, and we don't even need to talk about them. But uh, he was throwing the ball down the field with uh, relative ease against the Lions' man man defense. But uh, I don't I don't love the Chargers. <laughs> but uh, you know I don't know I'll pick the I'll pick the Saints I guess. I mean eight and a half is a lot for a team like the Chargers who's been frisky. But uh, Herbert still makes mistakes kind of down the stretch sometimes and throws picks when he shouldn't. And so um, I'll trust the Saints to kind of put this one away by two possessions. Uh, shout out John Dolan. Uh, love the Elon Elway nickname. Hope that catches on with Justin Herbert. Um, definitely eating a little bit of crow. Expecting many, many, many more lows than I've seen through the first couple weeks. Herbert has been more than impressive. Um, the guy can sling it. Talk about guys like Jones, Haskins. Herbert in his short Herbert's shown more time than those span, two guys have. Yeah. He has, has already proven more as a passer than, than either of those guys. I'd even say maybe even Trubisky as well, um, that he can do more. But I will say, to boot all of that, I'm going to go in the opposite direction. Lay the eight and a half with the Saints. It's prime time. Everyone in America is watching. I've said it, you know, the whole draft process, uh, Jekyll and Hyde with Justin Herbert. You're going to be seeing high highs and low lows. And I think in the Superdome, or in Indianapolis, you know, there's a hurricane happening on top of the wildfires and pandemic here in the world. Is that a um, thing, really? They might be playing yeah, in Indianapolis? Yeah, they might, they might oh, play wow. it in Indianapolis. It doesn't really matter with the fans. I think the Saints, they're getting a lot of dudes back off the injury report, report most notably Michael Thomas. Um, the eight and a half, it looks Gondo juicy. season. It looks juicy because uh, it's over seven, but I think the Saints can Or is it 2G? I'm sorry. Is it? Oh, yeah, 2G. I, yeah. 2G season. 2G season, yeah, he's going to take off. Um, but yeah, I lay the eight and a half with the Saints. I think that they're, you know, better coach, uh, better all around team. And like I said, I think Herbert's going to make a few mistakes on primetime TV to uh, let all the media know that, you know, he isn't indeed the second coming of, uh, you know, Tom Brady or Jesus Christ or whatever they're saying on NFL Network these days. Yeah. Um, the, in reference to Herbert, I'm not gonna. I wasn't a huge Herbert fan, but I obviously, you know, in the 2019 draft was was big on Herbert when I thought he was going to declare, and then let through the course of last year kind of soured on him a little bit, but still thought that the Chargers should have picked him at six and thought he was worthy of being a first round selection and was firmly the third best quarterback in this past draft. Um, but you know, and I had the same concerns as you guys with the processing. Obviously, we all knew the talent was there, the athleticism, the arm strength, uh, the accuracy. Uh, and he and he's no doubt been impressive, but he's got a great offense. You know, obviously losing Eckler is going to be a tough a tough loss for them. Um, but they got you know Kelly and uh, Justin Jackson, who should be able to fill his role, you know, nicely. Obviously he's a he's a good player, but you know you got Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry, a lot of a lot of weapons on this this Chargers offense that I like. Um, and you know it's good to see Herbert doing that because I think it would be pretty concerning if you know if he, if he got thrown to the wolves and he was you know looking completely out of place. Um, you know, on the other side, the Saints, good team. Michael Thomas coming back is, is great. You know, it was a, that game against the Lions, obviously, you know, it was good to see Breeze and their offense being a little bit more effective down the field. Um, Manuel Sanders getting a little bit more ingratiated in. It's going to be interesting to see if that continues with Thomas back, like what type of passing attack they have. But, uh, I'm on, uh, I'm on the chart. You always here. find room to, to throw Emmanuel Sanders name in there. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I love me some Manny Sanders, man. Um, I'm on the Chargers here uh, because of the defense. Um, I think the Chargers have a good defensive unit. That's something the Lions do not, especially in the secondary. I'm not saying they're going to shut down the passing attack, um, but I just they can get after the quarterback a little bit. I know the Saints have a good offensive line, but Bosa and Ingram. Um, I think that this is a nice spot for the Chargers. To I'm going to pick the Saints, but I think the Chargers will keep this game competitive. And maybe I'm a little gun-shy after being all in on the Saints against the Raiders, but I think the Chargers have an offense that can kind of keep pace with the Saints offense and then a defense that can kind of limit the ceiling of the Saints offense. So I'm um, going to pick, pick the Saints to win, but I would take the Chargers plus 8.5. That's just too big of a number for me. Tommy, one minute before uh, 9.30 and we have to sign off. Are you putting a lick 
on our matchup this week in oh, the yeah. BJP Dynasty League. I already, I already told you. I already told you I would, and I'm, I'm definitely doing it. Not looking forward to it. Now Chris is text telling me, "Oh, we should put, we should put licks on ours." I said, "No, man. This is a Klep thing. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. This is Klep respect, okay? So yes, I will be doing it. And you know, maybe this is just the nature of being a fantasy over, but owner, but I'm never confident I'm going to win. So I'm already expecting to be. Taken. Dude, I f- totally feel that. You know, you never. <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the projections say. And Clep, and I'm sure you know. Maybe I was I was like a 24 percent chance last week. So sleeper is on one too with the projections. No, so F, you never F know. the projections. F the projections. They still haven't gotten that turn off projections option in there. I <laughs> sent them an email. I'm livid. Hey, how about this off top idea? Little marketing thing here. What do you think about printing some BJP t-shirts F the projections? You know? What do you guys think about that? What do you could be a good one. Could be a good one, huh? F the projections, yeah, I, you know? I, With the I back like page logo on the back. I, I like that, Tommy. I think that's a great idea, man. Seriously. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not BSing. I think that's a great idea. I think the BJP shirt idea is it's very hard to come up with a bad BJP shirt idea. That's true. BJ Blunt was the first one and will always be the best one. Um, yep. Yeah, the, the best. I think the best. Yeah, well, the, I think the best um, prototype shirt was the uh, Karl Marx one. False profit. Oh, false profit. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> I gotta get that thing printed. Also, that gives me time to say, Clep, your birthday gift has been completely interrupted. The process has been completely interrupted, and it's gonna take a much longer time than I That's thought. Fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, but I'm gonna get it to you, even if I have to give That's you okay. two gifts next year. I'm gonna get it to it's you. All right. Wait, wait, was this Clep's birthday gift from last May? That is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I've been patiently waiting. It's yes. Okay. It's in the Panama Canal right now, making it making uh, yeah, its way it's, up to North America. It's been it's been a uh, it's, it's been quite the process. So. Hey man, I still have my my uh, my BJ Blunt shirt made the made the trip to uh, Cuba. So yep. ready for draft day. You know, break that right, break boys. that out of your murals once COVID comes down and see yeah. what happens. <laughs> where to? I'll just wear just wear to school one day. See what people say. But um, hey boys, way to keep it uh, short and sweet. Battle on a headache. Battle on a movie. Yep. Tight schedules. West Coast timing. Love you, boys. I'm about to throw on this this SHIT show of a debate, so uh, Q-State scheme.